Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams with me, Jeremy Nichols. We have Jack Balsley on today, Alex Valdez on today, Nelson Newt on today. So we have a full set of people today. We got the full the full squad. Now, Alex, um, you know, last couple of shows, we've been without you. Um, and, and of course, you know, I know life has been going crazy and everything. So before we even get into anything basketball related, how are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I saw you guys holding it down. Uh, I don't want to admit that it was a better podcast without me, so I won't do that. But it definitely was very, very good. Cool, cool, cool. Now it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely been a lot of fun. Um, I just think you know talking about the Nuggets and like I mentioned before, I feel like everybody kind of has their their space now. Everybody knows what they do very, very well. Um, and I think it's the chemistry has been working really well. So I think the vibe on the show has been really dope. So, um, but no, it's, it's been, it's great to, to have you back on here to get your perspective on stuff. And, um, you know, obviously meeting Nelson and, and I know obviously we did, we did a show with Jack before. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm doing well as well on my end. Here. I'm just excited to get back doing the show. Um, the Nuggets, obviously, we all saw it the other night. They lost their most recent game versus the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is a game that they should have won, um, and we all know why. Now, even though Nikola Jokic did not play, MPJ did not play, we get that. Um, but you lose a game by two, and you miss 16 free throws. That is a self-inflicted wound, right? Like, that is a game that you do not lose. And honestly, I, I do believe that last shot by Jamal Murray, I get when Jokic isn't there, he's the guy. I get that, right? But in that scenario, if you look back at that clip, um, Bruce Brown, I believe he was wide open, at least the way that, 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 that I saw it. You know, I could have been, you know, missing something there, but I do believe he was wide open. So um, I just think there, would, there should have been a better play in that scenario. Um, Alex, what were your thoughts just, just seeing that happen in that game? From what Adelman was saying, there was a – better play drawn up and I guess the let's call it you know eight seconds worth of dribbling because that's basically what it was yeah um was I guess plan c at that point so um I don't know man like I feel like maybe that's uh that's a Malone win versus an Adelman loss you know right. I, I feel like Malone would you know free throws are gimmies you know it's all mental for three once you're at the the charity stripe but oh yeah but yeah i don't know man like you miss that many and then you can't drop a play to get to the hole i mean get to the hole draw a foul whatever it is but 
eight seconds and a forced shot with one second to go, that that's uh that's a little bit of a greenness on Adelman, I would say, less so on the players. Yeah, I agree. Jack, what were your thoughts watching that, man? Yeah, I mean, Alex pretty hit it nail on the head. I I think it really was the free throws. I mean, you you make three more of the the what is it, sixteen missed, and you win the game. So I, it it really wasn't like this crazy loss or it just seemed like it just wasn't there was just that little piece not clicking so you know take it on the chin but i think i mean streaks don't last forever as much as i wanted it to this is true this is true and i think what made that not hurt as much was obviously the memphis grizzlies losing the same night um i watched that i man once that nuggets game was over i turned on that lakers memphis game and i was like hold on the, the Lakers, the Lakers have a chance here. And then, you know, they, they stole the ball from Desmond Bain and Dennis Schroeder went down and got the layup with the and one. And I was like, bro, they just took the lead. There's no yeah. way, you know, and the fact that they, you know, the Lakers did win that game. So no harm, no foul for the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, and then the Grizzlies kept on losing. Yeah. I believe they're on a three game losing streak right yeah. now, yep. which is kind of wild, you know, so. Yeah, I don't feel as bad. I do think, you know, you saw some some comments about, um, you know, from like Jamal Murray after the game mentioning like, listen, you know, this is this is on us. We have to be better. And um, that's true. You have to be better. You have to be better in that scenario. We saw what a team could look like even when Nikola Jokic is resting, because at the end of the day, we have to know that if Jokic has to sit out a game or something like that for whatever reason, Everybody else has to be able to step up and do their jobs. We saw that potential in that Indiana game. We saw what it looks like um, with Jamal Murray leading the charge and with his triple-double and playing really well. Dude, and like I said even last time, I didn't even know KCP could get up like that. Right. Like I, that that yeah. tomahawk alley-oop yeah. is still impressive to me right now just seeing that. Um, but I thought, I thought – obviously, that was a really good game. So, you know, like I said, it was a loss, but I think this is – you know, you usually don't generalize losses and say this is a good loss. I'll be honest, depending on how they play tonight versus the Pelicans, we'll see. We'll see if it translated. We'll see if when they get to the line, if they start hitting with more consistency or we'll see if they're going to be they're doing the Ben Simmons thing where they're like, nah, I'm not even trying to get to the rim because I don't want to go miss free throws. We'll see. All of that stuff will be um, on display tonight. But I do think the Nuggets win tonight. Now, quick prediction from everybody. Nuggets, let's just say Jokic does not play. Do the Nuggets beat the Pelicans tonight? Nelson, since you just got back, yes or no? Um, yes. Nuggets win? Uh, without Zion Williamson, I think the Nuggets take care of business and win tonight against uh, a depleted uh, team on their end. Even though Jokic isn't going to be in the game, I think the Nuggets come through with uh, – a surprising bounce back win. Very cool. Very cool. And and they and the Pelicans, um, I believe they are on a four game losing streak. If the last time I checked the standings, they were losing a bunch as well. Alex, what's your prediction for the game? No Zion and uh God, what's his name? Brandon also, Ingram. Brandon Ingram also missing. Um but we're also missing MPJ and Jokic is questionable too. And um, you know, Again, that game the other night was a gimme. I'm sorry it was a gimme when you're missing 16 free throws. You had home court advantage because guess what? The whistle goes your way 
at home court. So you had that. Are they going to get that again? Are they going to, can they rely on that? Can they, um, you know, it's those kinds of things that you kind of have to take in stride. And especially when you're missing your coach is Malone back. Um, I feel like that's, you know, Malone makes a big difference um, as we covered just the last bit. Um, I'll go. No, I will say that they do not win. Okay. Jack, talk to me. Yeah, uh, to confirm, the Pelicans are on a four-game losing streak, and they just lost to the Magic tw- or the Heat twice, and the Magic once, and then the Cavs. I mean, the Cavs. It was expect the Cavs to win, but the fact that they lost to the Magic and Heat twice was a little surprising. So they are on a four-game losing streak. I think to Alex's point, it, Malone's going to be the big question, and I, you know, with Jokic, there's a, I would say there's a really solid chance he doesn't play because they might try to bring him back for Milwaukee tomorrow. Like, send him. I mean, he'll definitely probably go, but I think they'll probably want to rest him tonight to have a bigger matchup against Milwaukee. But Giannis is also day to day, so I, I, you know, I think I think the Nuggets. I don't know. It's tough with last game because I, if they perform like they did last game, it I easily see a loss because if they're gonna if they're gonna have such sloppy play. Uh, especially in the in the give in the gimmies, it's it's really tough to judge that. But you know, I I think they can win if if they just put their heads down. So we'll see. I'm gotcha. I'm filling a trap game. That's all I'm saying. It's like I feel it. Like you got some players out. Maybe your coach is out, yeah. and then you're looking forward to the two big games that are coming up, and it's a back to back, right? So um, maybe you're thinking ahead of time, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just got bad feelings. Now, my biggest question in this game, right, and and let me know if you guys feel the same way, is Jose Alvarado playing? (laughs) That's the question, because if he is, I'm a little scared. (laughs) I'm a little scared, because if they allow this man to go off again like he did last time, then, well, chalk this one up to a loss. Um, Last game, he got three points. So, hey, bounce back game for Jose. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they did have that inside outside game when Zion was facing us last time. That is true. You know, you could probably just resort to more, you know, AG on the perimeter when you're facing them without Zion. Um, They got to do something more. And and honestly, they have to let Christian Brown play a lot more tonight. I think I think that will help a lot. Obviously, if this is a Jose Alvarado um, game again, I think you bring Christian Brown and you tell him, "Listen, you stay on him the rest of the game. Don't let him breathe." Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that should be uh, you know something that they do at least defensively. But like you guys have been saying, we don't know uh, Michael Malone's status tonight. I have not heard or seen anything if he is going to be coaching tonight or not. Um, but I guess I, what I heard is that I'm. I'm sorry, Jeremy. What I heard is that he is going to coach tonight. Um, I heard that too. But we'll see what happens. Also, uh, Alvarado reminds me a little bit of Ish Smith for when the Nuggets, when he was uh, playing for Washington. The The Nuggets killer, yeah. So fast and quick that we really didn't have anyone on the defensive end to check him. And it seems like he got what he wanted in the last game for sure. Um, so that would be a concern for sure. And then um, if McCollum's playing, uh, obviously he's had a, a strong history against the Nuggets as well. He so, uh, you know, I'm maybe being a little bit of a homer on that one. Um, Alex probably nailing it more that it could be um, 
I think all three games of the uh, away games are going to be difficult for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I could definitely see um, them getting the L. Uh, it's really contingent on whether or not uh, Jokic is going to play or not the Joker. So if he plays, I, I would say W. But if he doesn't, we're gonna we're gonna have an uphill battle. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now I will say this though. Um, one of the things that I did see last night, so, you know, I do my sports betting stuff as well. Um, the Nuggets were underdogs last night. Um, it did have like the Nuggets were like plus money to win. But when we, when I woke up this morning, the Nuggets were favorites. Now, usually that indicates that something changed from a player perspective, right? So since they jumped to the favorites now, it's possible that Jokic is playing. It's very possible just because they went from being, I'm talking about, they, I believe it was like maybe plus 120. So they had it to where the Nuggets were like serious underdogs against a depleted Pelicans team to now being at least a significant favorite based on what I saw this morning. Now, we already know a lot of things can happen. Like I even just saw um, with the Celtics team tonight, I'm talking about they're pretty much all of their starters are, are not playing tonight. Uh, hmm. I think Jason Tatum may be the only player that's playing. Jalen Brown is out. Malcolm Brogdon is out. Al Horford is out like they're. So you're, you're seeing this a lot more with teams these days where um, now I do know they played last night and they did lose to the Orlando Magic for a third straight time, which is kind of <laughs> insane. This Boston Celtics team that, you know, most teams are have been fearing or saying that this is the team that they, they are more concerned about than anybody else. Um, that Magic team has their number. It's almost like. Um, the Nuggets in the bubble. Like, look at the season when the Nuggets played the Utah Jazz. The Jazz were smacking the Nuggets before that playoff series, you know. So, but I don't think the Celtics have to worry about playing the Magic in the playoffs because I, I <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we we will see tonight. A lot of things are still up in the air for the statuses of, um, like you said. Well, Michael Malone should be coaching tonight, but in terms of MPJ, probably not playing. Jokic, we shall see. Um, you know, game time. But, you know, just going back to that same game, we did talk about the main reason why the Nuggets did lose that game was basically the free throw, um, the free throw, just not being able to hit shots, you know, that they're, they're at the line, you know, Alex, you talked about having that home court advantage and going to the line. So they were getting the calls. We can't, you know, really debate that they were getting the calls. It's just going to the line. Like I think at one point the Nuggets had missed like eight straight free throws. It was just insane. And these are different players. I'm still still shocked that Zeke Naji was able to go up there and hit those two clutch back-to-back free throws at the end um, to tie the game up. But um, I think my, my question for you guys would be, yes, there clearly is a free throw issue right now. Now, do you see – I know we're not even at the all-star break yet, and I know there's a lot of time, but do you see this free throw issue plaguing the Nuggets going into the playoffs? Jack, I'll start with you. You know, it, it, it's really going to be it, – it is tough because I, I think that with Jokic in, I mean, he's obviously a phenomenal free throw shooter. I mean, he's a phenomenal shooter on every, anywhere on the court. But um, yeah. I, I think that he, I, he elevates it and he obviously draws the most of them. So I think his presence or his lack of presence has been an issue for that in that case. But – you know, it it is strange that even with the Pacers game, they shot sixty nine percent. I know, I, I mean, I don't. It's definitely not on one person, but AG's really 
bringing that down, especially with last game, how he was 33 of those attempts, or sorry, excuse me, 16 of those att- of the 33 attempts. So it, it, you know, when if he's taking half the free throws and he's missing his own half, I, I mean, that really brings down the percentage and just the points on the board. So I think it's going to be really crucial that it, it, it he has to really work on that game. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Alex, what are your thoughts? I like what Jack said. Um, basically, when you get to the playoffs, you know, your entire roster shrinks. So um, we all love Christian Brown, but he's probably not going to see much in the playoffs. Um, you know, probably we're going to see a lot more Uncle Jeff just because he's a he's a vet that you can trust. Right. So mm-hmm. um, but that being said, you know, your your main guys that you're going to um, to score and to get to the rack you're looking at a Jokic, you're looking at a Murray, you're looking at an MPJ, and you're looking at, you know, whether we like it or not, right now it's bones off the bench, right? So when these guys are at the line, I feel okay about it. Because, um, you know, right now even Murray's not hitting what his usual um, career stats are at the line. So I feel like he'll get back to that. I am worried about AG um, because yeah. he does play on the low block. He's going to be getting those fouls. He's going to be getting in the nitty-gritty. And with that comes, um, you know, charity stripe um, time. So, you know, I I guess you just kind of have to take it in stride and then just hope, like, maybe it's a fatigue thing. Maybe it's a just mental thing. But, you know, once you get to the playoffs, um, you know, I I feel like every team is at this point now where we're starting to see a lot of starters rested. as Mm -hmm. So, Maybe it is a fatigue thing. Let's just get to the all-star break. Let's all get our break in, um, and then let's kind of take it from there. Gotcha, gotcha. Nelson, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, the free throw issue? Well, I think we all kind of feel like this was a matter of time before this happened, or at least I did, kind of going on this whole idea, and maybe Jack, our stat man, can tell us where we rank um, on in the NBA. I believe it's 27th in free throw um, percentage. So again, reiterating, yeah, I think first of all, it was mostly Aaron Gordon and Zeke um, the other night who were really struggling, but I think also Brown maybe missed a couple as well. Mm -hmm. That's uncharacteristic for him. Um, Aaron Gordon's got to fix it, period. End of story. He's he wants to be an all-star. We want him to be an all-star. If you're going to be an all-star, you can't be shooting 63% from the free throw line and, and get that, um, that, you know, reward. Um, so I think Aaron, it starts with Aaron Gordon period. Um, doesn't end with him though, because obviously for 27th, other people are contributing to this percentage, but it doesn't surprise me that it finally caught up to them and that they lost a game because of it. Cause we've seen it all year and the coaches have to figure out a way Maybe it's a small tweak with Aaron Gordon that he has to figure this out. And because he's got a decent stroke at the line, but he definitely is struggling. He just he has to figure it out. And I think it could be a minor tweak uh, to see him improve. And, and so that's that's my take. Just gotcha. wanted to throw in some stats real quick. So Nelson was correct. They were 20. They are 27th in free throw shooting. But on the negative side of that, they're tied with Dallas and San Antonio who are 28 and 29. So anybody dropped a point and nuggets 
technically even be 29th in free throw shooting. I guess we'll know tonight because all, <laughs> all those teams play tonight. So Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and then AG, he shot – there's one game against Portland last Tuesday where he was 100%, but he's been 55% or lower on like nine, nine attempts or more. So just really dragging it down. But again, you're he's hitting these three pointers. So you can't yeah. tell me that you can't yeah. splash it from deep. You can't sure. tell me that it's anything other than mental. So sure. get up there, change your routine. You got 10 seconds. Take your time. Whatever it is, calm yourself down. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's his shoulder, maybe. Maybe, maybe he's had this shoulder maybe. issue still. But I mean, again, he's splashing it from three. So figure it out, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it, it looks like we all agree on just what's happening with the free throws. And we all agree. Listen, they just got to get it figured out. You just have to get it figured out from a coaching perspective. If it's the players individually, just got to look into their own self. Like, listen, I need to focus a little bit more. I need to maybe change something about it. But no matter what, it needs to change. Now, just going back to um, I know, Alex, you brought up uh, when you were talking about bones. Right. Um, you mentioned that. Like it or not, we may need to see more bones play and stuff like that. Now, Nelson, um, when we were talking about just different things you wanted to discuss about the team, you brought up the idea of bones and and how bones has been playing as of late. Now, since you brought this up, I want to make sure that you get a chance to to talk about this here briefly. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and put that up on the screen. Just just what are your current thoughts on just bones play since you brought this up? What's your thoughts on it? And also, do you see him being a future part of this team past the trade deadline yeah i do and i don't think you give up on him so number one obviously he's a tremendous talent but what we're seeing unfortunately is a bit of inconsistency with his shot selection he went through a slump um before the sacramento series um kind of turned it around a little bit during that but was in a slump for sure and now he's back into another um shooting slump and and then on top of that, you know, um, again, I'm kind of a, I'm a coach too. I've coached for my entire life and you know, I'm coaching now, now obviously on a different level than the NBA. So I'm not, not saying anything about that, but you look at what he does on the defensive end. There was one play in particular. I don't know if he got went up for a layup or was just pouting on the other end of the court, but there was a one particular play where he did not hustle back on defense. There was, I would think maybe, and Alex is shaking his head. So memory, he, you may remember this as well, but there was a, uh, a time where there's maybe five to six seconds where it was five on four. Um, and I mean, from a coaching standpoint, if I saw that personally, and I know you want to give this kid some leeway, but as a coach, I'm not coddling Bones Highland. Uh, I'm pulling him right after that. I'm bringing in Ish Smith, and I'm sending a message to him saying, look, we will not accept you loafing on the defensive end. If you're not going to get back in transition defense, you're sitting. And I don't care what the situation is. You're sitting down until you really get that this is this cannot happen. Yes, you're struggling on the offensive end. But if you're going to struggle on the defensive end even more than you already do, then you're you're sitting. And so I really have a you know a question about do does he get consistent minutes? Um, Malone has said in the past, look, I'm going to ride through this guy in the good times and in the bad times, meaning when he struggles. 
uh, he's going to stick with them. And I get that. And I think that's an admirable approach. But if he's not hustling back on defense, that's another complete story that I, I personally couldn't live with. And so that's my take on him. And then when we talk about trade ideas, I've got kind of a, a bones insurance policy I'd like to talk about later in the show. Gotcha. 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 Alex, um, you know, I saw you shaking your head as well. What were your, what were your thoughts on just watching bones play as of late? Um, well, speaking to what he brought up was, um, you know, usually I, I stream the game and then I listen or sorry, I listen to it on the radio cause I'm usually at work and then I'll stream it later, kind of a double watch, but even Jason Kosminski's, I, I heard it. He was like, and bones is not getting back on defense. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden just bam. And then timeout. I was like, bones get back. But again, Adelman's not going to do that. You know, that's a, that's a Malone thing. Malone will um, take those big extremes. Um, that being said, he, he has said that he's going to ride out these good and bad times, but the bad times for me, aren't his, um, it is shooting, you know, with 18 seconds on the shot clock. Um, it is shooting from the logo um, when, you know, he can drive and dish, right. Or whatever it might be, but um, it's really not his shot selection as much because that's why we love bones. It's really the fact that I still feel he's a shooting guard playing point guard. And it's the turnovers for me that is really, um, that's really my biggest issue right now. Cause it's like, it's the dumb, it's the dumb passes. It's the dumb. Um, it's not, um, you know, following your screens tight enough. It's um, playing off ball. It's distributing. Um, it's these turnovers that are really killing it because let's face it, you don't need a point guard um, when Jokic is on the court, right? So what you need to do is get um, from Jokic minutes to non-Jokic minutes. And Jokic come playoff time, he's going to give you 36, 30, 38 minutes a game. So what are you going to do about those other 14 to um, 16 minutes, whatever it is, while he's off the court? And really, you just need a good point guard. And right now, I don't feel like Bones, as much as Malone has given him that opportunity and told him that he wants him to be that guy. Uh, I don't feel like he is that guy. And I feel like he's still playing out of position. So maybe to your point, maybe it is playing a little bit more ish Smith until we figure out a point guard for um, come at the trade deadline. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Jack, talk to us. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, all the points are completely accurate. I think since Sunday the 15th, he, I mean, he's been shooting terrible. He's made three threes off of, I think it's like, um, looking at it, it's about like 20 attempts. <laughs> so he's like two, two or three for 20 right now. Um, and then he's had two games since that, the Orlando and the OKC games, where he's gotten zero points or zero, sorry, zero threes. And even last night, he shot <laughs> for zero percent off of four attempts. So you know, you're you can even if you just look at this, his stats, they just slowly start to decline into any since that slate I've mentioned, he hasn't scored over 10 points, um, especially with how they view him. It's that's very concerning because before that, it's you knew you were getting 15 from him and it was just this really nice consistency you were expecting, especially in tougher games like Boston. But, you know, when he's missing that much, Portland, he was two for 10. Like, it's just and one for seven from three, like, it's just, it's not acceptable. And to Alex's point, he's been multiple turnovers, so it's not good. 
you know what? Um, it, it's kind of that maturation process that mm-hmm. Murray had. Um, you know, Murray was just like, I'm just going to keep shooting, you know, the good old Kobe. Cause we know we worked out with Kobe. Right. Yeah. And it was always, I'm just going to keep shooting, just keep shooting. But what we learned from Murray eventually, or what Murray learned was basically if I'm not hitting it, you know, probably in the first quarter, first three, four shots, let me get to the rim. Let me, let me start working and take it, you know, get to the rim, get physical inside. But I, I just don't see that from bones. And now it's just like, I just need better shot selection. I need uh, better, I don't know, better basketball decisions um, when he's on the court. Because let's face it, you have to live and die because right now he is your main offense coming off the bench right now. And it just has to be figured out. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 No, I, I, I totally agree. I think we all see the potential in bones. We see what he did. Look at last year when the Nuggets played the Philadelphia 76ers and you had, I mean, you had Sixers fans talking about, Oh, look, the only reason y'all won the game is because bones was shooting lights out and blah, blah, blah. Listen, sure or not. He did play very, very well. Um, So I got to give him that. And, and, you know, you have his, he has his moments where he's hitting a bunch of threes in a row and, flex into the crowd and all that so we see the potential in the kid we see what he can do to change the tide of a game um but like you guys said it is going to come down to consistency and i think that just seems to be the word for the entire the entire team we need consistency at the free throw line consistency from the guard play just and and alex you brought up a good point with with him being potentially out of position and i truly believe listen if if mike if michael malone is seeing that and um, he sees that Bones has not been playing well. I am totally fine with Ish Smith getting more minutes. I am totally fine with that because I think based on the things that he has done against the Nuggets in the past, and he also has um, some some games where he's he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes, obviously, but in those minutes, he has been playing pretty decent. Um, and that's pretty much all you need, especially with your, your second or third unit, essentially, um, just to at least hold things down once your big guy is back on the court. So that's really all we need right now. So now, obviously, we've been talking about bones. We've been talking about the fact that the Nuggets have had their issues. Right. And usually when it comes to issues and you see certain things that need to change, you got to make a change. Now, the best way to make a change in the NBA trades. OK, um, now I, I know that you guys kind of have certain trade scenarios in your head here. Um, let's go ahead and get a couple of them out of the way here. Jack, I'm actually going to start with you today. Just yeah. what are your just do you have what are your trade scenarios? Just any, it, it doesn't matter what the player is, the position. Just what do you envision the Nuggets doing at the trade deadline? I mean, yeah, it's definitely got to be a player off the bench. I, I have no, I mean, obviously everybody has their flaws, but I have full confidence in the starting roster. And then plus I would say Bones, I would, or Bones, sorry, I would say Bruce Brown to me are the most like, all right, I can count on them. So going after that, you can, re- it's really, I would say anything's up for grabs. I mean, you just touched on inconsistency and there's guys like Zeke Naji who I like and would like to see develop, but he's, he's inconsistent. So you know, I think it's, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I really think it's a big, and I think right now, I mean, I've seen a couple, I've seen Nerlens Noel on a, as a possible, just trade block for on the trade block for anybody. I've seen obviously Ibaka just requested to be traded. So I don't know. I'm not saying any of these guys are a perfect fit, but you just start to, you're starting to see that heat up. I know Rui Hachimura was just traded. I think it was yesterday or today. I can't remember, but, um, 
So I mean, it's, I feel like that's there's always one team that kind of kicks it off. So we'll we'll I think we'll start to see some rev up for every team, but I, I do think it's a big man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Nelson, um, I know that you you've had a scenario in your head, and you mentioned obviously when you were talking about bones, um, you have like a bones insurance policy. What are your thoughts on just what do you, what's a good scenario for the Nuggets to make at the deadline? Uh, uh, so I think um, my 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 thing, and I tweeted this today was uh, yesterday. I saw some reports that Josh Richardson. Uh, from the Spurs is available for a second round pick. So I would immediately do that right now. Like do it today. Um, He's six foot six. He can play two and the three position now. And he, and he's my bones insurance policy because if, if bones is not playing at a high level, then you can have um, uh, Bruce Brown be your backup point guard. And then you put in um, Josh Richardson at the two. Um, and he gives you lots of flexibility. He's um, a good three-point shooter for sure. He's a decent defender. He's six foot six, so he's got some length to him. Um, and for a second round pick, that's a steal. You're picking up a veteran um, who's been in the playoffs before. And I would I would highly suggest they they make that move, uh, regardless of anything else. And then I just did a little quick because I we know that Nas Reed is apparently on the on the block mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, apparently, the uh, Timberwolves were looking for Bones as a potential uh, trade target. I would not do that trade, but I would give up Zeke Naji, um, even though there's tons of potential there. Uh, this is this is a championship year or bust in my mind. Um, Nas Reed is a dynamic offensive weapon uh that we don't have in the in the five position right now defensively he's nothing special we saw that against the joker but offensively he's got a repertoire of inside moves um and i did say repertoire uh and that i think he can really help this team down the stretch um and if you solidify the bench which i think is our weakest um part of our game uh then I think this goes a long way to winning a championship for Denver. Gotcha. Alex, talk to us. Is there any players that, that you, you see on the horizon that the Nuggets can pick up to get better at the deadline? Playing within cap restrictions and whatnot, you know, I'm not just going to throw out the biggest names or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, the Nuggets do have a 9.125 um, player trade exception, right? So, um, basically you can give that as a trade exception. And um, it was kind of released the other day, some of the players that kind of fit into that. Um, and two of the players that I saw, or I guess three, um, that I kind of saw would be ideal for kind of what I've covered personally, um, is one, you're looking for um, either someone to work, um, looking for someone to work bones into the two. So, what about a guy like Ricky Rubio, right, as a point guard? Okay. Yeah. And then also looking at a guy like Isaiah Hartenstein who can come in and actually <laughs> give you some the return legit defense <laughs> at right. center, right? So I, I just – I really do just need to get from non-Jokic minutes to Jokic minutes, and that's really all we're trying to do here, right? So we're just trying to survive while he's off the court. And I feel like we're, we're not too far away, and we need to play within restrictions of the cap. 
I feel like these guys would be pretty good. Um, but if you're looking for another kind of microwave kind of player, um, Kayvon Looney's out there. Um, he would also be someone, but I do like Nas Reed, uh, especially as coming off the bench as an offensive player. Um, just because, you know, we've touched on it here so many times. Um, I don't know what the heck Zeke Naji is. I don't know if he's a stretch four. I don't know if he's a wannabe five. Um, we know that the guy will rack up four fouls before half. Um, yeah. And then um, we're hoping that he'll hit his fouls. So, um, or he'll hit his free throws. So, yeah, I, I feel like we've got a couple cheap options, but we're not too far away. We just need to get from non-Jokic to Jokic minutes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Listen, I, I think all of those are uh, good options. All those are really good options right now, especially where, you know, like I think we all see it. The Nuggets, there's not a whole lot of improvement that needs to be made because you also don't want to mess up the chemistry and just everything that's happening with the team. So you don't want to mess with that too much. Now, um, the the player that I kind of had in mind, and it was only because I just saw it pop up on my, my Bleacher Report feed as we're doing the show, um, we're talking about obviously the, the non Jokic minutes, right? And there's, there's something where the Nuggets seem to like to trade the Orlando Magic as of late. <laughs> there's a player named Mo Bamba who just became available by the Orlando Magic, who he's currently making about 10 million. So they're kind of like right at that, that exception spot. He's about a million over that. Um, he is a career 35.7%. Um, three-point shooter and he's actually been shooting at almost 40 percent as of late now obviously I think we all understand the reason why he has not been playing much this season Mr. Bol Bol Mr. (laughs) Bol Bol has been taking his minutes Um, it'd be great to have a player like him on the Nuggets it's crazy right like yeah (laughs) you know but I I think um, Mo Bamba is he's 24 years old seven feet tall he can hit threes I mean I, I don't I wouldn't call him a free throw savant. He is shooting, I want to say, about 69.7 um, free throw percentage. So, of course, that needs to improve. But what he can do, like I said before, he is a center. He can block shots as well. He 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 has a pretty good steal percentage as well. Um, shoot the mid-range. He gets rebounds. I mean, if he's out there playing minutes, um, he's going to get those rebounds as well. And I think what he brings, he brings that youth um, that youth to his game, like I said, 24 years old. And um, if he's your backup center, I'm actually not, I'm not mad. I think, I think he brings a whole lot to the table where, you know, you need a big body. You need somebody who can go out there and, you know, he can pass the ball as well. Not to say it's kind of tough to, to compare anybody to Jokic. Um, but then again, you got Shangun and DeMontis Sabonis who have been doing a pretty good job of, uh, you know, playing Jokic like as of late. Um but yeah, that was the name that popped up on my feed, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm not, I'm not, I would not be mad seeing Mo Bamba come off the bench for Jokic." Like I said, if you can have a center who can do all these things offensively as well as hit threes, so you're still spacing the floor for your second unit with you know your your Bones and your Bruce Brown and these guys, if you got a center doing that, I like it. Now, obviously, we're we're about to get to the point where the show is going to end here, but I wanted to touch on something here real quick. I know. Um, Alex, you brought this up, so I'll let you jump into this here. Um, but we, you know, we've we've been seeing a lot of things, obviously, with Michael Porter Jr. Um, they're mentioning right now, like, no, he is not injured, but he has been absent um, due to some family and you know just personal reasons right now. Now, um, Alex, I know you wanted to to essentially bring up the the scenario. How do the Nuggets handle the MPJ situation overall? So since you brought this up, I'll let you uh, let you touch on that. Um, 
Well, I, I was kind of just figuring out what to do over the next couple games um, yeah. just because, you know, um, I already said I don't feel the greatest about this game already um, tonight. So yeah. I don't anticipate him playing. Um, I wouldn't ask him to play. And from what I'm understanding, uh, Jack Nelson, I believe he's not playing, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I would carry that into tomorrow as well. Um, for me, again, these are road East games. They don't matter as much um, when it all comes down to it. Um, I just, we know what it is. Uh, for those who don't know, his brother did get in a, um, I believe it's a DUI, um, um, manslaughter, uh, yeah. homicide, whatever it is. Um, so yes, what he's dealing with is crazy. Like none of us could understand that, but, um, that being said, probably going to have to take the rest of the week and the rest of the week probably does end by Saturday. Um, and by then he should be good to go. Uh, so I would shut him down for the next two days, let him handle it. And then, um, you know, then it's time to get back to big boy ball. Gotcha. 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 Nelson, talk to us. What are your, what are your thoughts on um, the MPJ situation right now? Well, I think um, Alex nailed it. I think you got to give him his time. I think they need to have a plan. I'm sure they do a plan for when he's going to come back. Um, You know, I think it's an untenable situation from, um, you know, Michael's standpoint, I'm sure he's devastated right now, and I'm sure he's getting lots of support in-house um, from the Nuggets organization, or at least I would hope so, and I'm, I'm sure that he is. Um, Michael seems a little immature on some levels, so I think that, um, and that's a generalization, I don't know him personally, just what I've seen, um, so I think this is really, really devastating for him, like it would be for any of us. And um, it's uh, horrible for everybody involved, uh, especially the victims and their families. So we, um, our thoughts and prayers are with them, um, for sure, during this time. Um, And obviously that trumps basketball. So uh, I think the bottom line is the Nuggets need to support Michael Porter Jr. in any way possible. And I truly believe the classy organization that we're all fans of will, in fact, do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Jack, end us off with your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, you both touched on great points. I think in the grand scheme of life as well, this is a life-altering thing for Michael. And this is two games at the end of January for the Nuggets. So, I mean, just really, I think it, it's all about his his mental healing and you know, as I mean, even physical healing as, as a player who is more injury prone. So the more rest he can get, the better. But, I, you know, he he is an impactful player. And I think that he will be missed in the games that he, he hasn't played but, and has shown to be missed in these games. But, I mean, honestly, it's it's really more about the personal time to take. And you can't really give someone that like, or you can't really tell him, Hey, come back then when something tragic like this happens. So hopefully he comes back soon, but it's, it's really on how, how he's dealing with it all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Great points by all of you. I mean, the way that I see it, it's, it's, it may not be on the level of obviously with the, I mean, of course somebody did lose their life and, and Nelson, you said it correctly. Um, definitely prayers and thoughts out to the family, especially the, the family that, that lost somebody. Um, that stuff is never easy, you know, but I think, bringing back the human element 
to everything in life now, going back to the DeMar Hamlin situation with the Buffalo Bills, I think that in itself um, really makes you think about sports on a different level, right? Because, of course, it is important to us. We love it. It's, it's, what, it's why we do what we do. Um, but at the end of the day, life and family and that type of stuff, those things are way more important. So, um, like I said, I, I, I hope the best for MPJ. And, you know, I think it, it is it'll it'll benefit not even just him, but the Nuggets overall if he takes his time right now, because that will also kind of give him a, a newfound respect for the team, because we also don't know how he feels overall. We don't know that. But you have to support your player, especially when they go through a life-altering situation like this. We don't know what's going to happen to his brother in terms of from a, you know, a justice system side of things. We don't know that side. Um, but, of course, all those things can affect your mental, like you guys have been saying. So, you know, like we said, the thoughts and prayers out to MPJ, his family, as well as the victim's family and everybody involved, because that stuff is never easy to deal with. Now, guys... Um, this was awesome, you know, always getting a chance to, to just talk nuggets with you guys. And, and today having the full slate of the squad on here today. And um, this is always really, really fun. So, you know, everybody who is listening right now, you know, we're, we're hoping to continue bringing this consistent content for you, um, you know, talking about just anything. You can always reach all of us on Twitter as well. You know, any topics that you want to send in, you can send it into the page as well as, you know, we're all tagged essentially on different posts and different things that we're doing on the episodes. So if you have any questions for any of us individually or just us as a unit, um, you can send that in on Twitter as well. So listen, guys, like I said before, this was a lot of fun. Does anybody have any last words here before we get up out of here? Yeah. Uh, let me get you guys' predictions over the next two days. So was it is it uh, the Milwaukee and then the Sixers or is there another game in between there? I'm not I can't. Over the next just, two days, just Pelicans and Milwaukee. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Pelicans and Milwaukee. I think, I, for some reason, I think Jokic plays tonight. I don't know why, but I have a I have a strong feeling that Jokic is going to play tonight. I think I think they win both games. I think they win tonight and tomorrow solely because Jokic has shown to play very well against Milwaukee. Um, and I think that continues tomorrow. So I think the Nuggets win both games as long as they can stop Jose Alvarado. That's, pretty much it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a big F, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would say one and one um, on this or um, this two little these two little games. I think a victory tonight. They do play really well against Milwaukee for whatever reason. I almost tend to to go with you on that, Jeremy. But um, I think that uh, they'll be a little road weary on that second night and lose to that one and then hopefully bounce back with the victory over um, Philadelphia. So I I think it would be two and one for these next three games, but one and one for these the two that we have coming up here. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think my gut's telling me they're going to lose the game. I think they're going to win, and they're going to win the game. I think they'll lose. So, you know, I think – like right, like tonight, I think I, – I know I said they're going to win, but it's all dependent on player personnel. So, obviously, if it's a fully healthy roster, I say 2-0, and but my gut's saying 1-1 one and one as well. I think they'll lose to Milwaukee and win tonight. Gotcha. I, uh, I said – it was up in the air for me if uh, Malone wasn't there, but apparently Malone is playing or uh, coaching tonight. So I'll go one and one. Um, is Middleton playing yet? 
He is. He is. I believe he's on our minutes restriction right now, but I think he is available. Yeah. yeah. And Giannis is just different when Middleton's out there. So he is. I'll go yeah. one and one. One on one. All right. Perfect. Listen, guys. Um, I do have, and I've reached out to you guys individually to let you know what the idea is for the next show. We will have another guest on here, and that guest will be a Philadelphia 76ers fan because what I want is we have to get to the bottom of this Jokic versus Embiid situation that has been going on for the last couple of years, obviously with Jokic bringing home the hardware in the MVP trophies being the back-to-back guy right now and more than likely going to be winning three straight, um, hopefully, you know. You know but, uh, but, of course, I just wanted to get a different perspective on, um, one, not even just the Sixers themselves and how they match up with the Nuggets, obviously with the Jokic and Bede situation, but I wanted to get a, I wanted to see how another fan of another team views the Nuggets. Because, of course, we all view the Nuggets with there is going to be a little level of bias in there because mm-hmm. we all love the team, right? I don't know we're all realists here. But I want to see if, if the way that we feel about the Nuggets, a fan from another team essentially sees the same thing. So that was my thought. And, you know, I have, I have somebody coming up on Thursday, and um, we're going to have that conversation. So it will be really cool to have everybody on here for that um, so you can ask some questions, and then we'll just uh, we'll have that talk. So listen, everyone listening right now, this is going to be extremely fun moving forward into the season, and especially once we get to the playoffs, it's going to be – even more fun. So um, thank you guys for listening today. This is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. See you, everybody. Peace. Peace.